Welcome to the Goalie Mindset Podcast. My name is Pete Fry, the Goalie Mindset Guy, and my purpose is to help goalies have a dominating goalie career. Matthew, thanks a lot. Thanks a lot for coming on here. I'm going to start it off with a little video here. And I'm going to start off today a little bit different. I'm going to turn it over to, to Zane for a question. Like, Zane, what, what, is, what is the question that you'd like to ask? Um, whether you'd like to ask Matthew about uh, his goalie career, some that you think could help and impact your, yourself as far as your journey goes. Um, putting me on the spot, but I'll, uh, I'll ask what is, I think, one foundational thing that you do every single day, whether it was, or like when you played, whether it was movement, stretching at night or before anything, um, what was just one thing that you had to do every single day? I think footwork was probably uh, what I needed the most. I mean, stretching, I was a little fortunate. I was, I've always been flexible. So, I mean, I would still stretch every day, but it was not something that, that I needed to do that much. But um, footwork, I think, I think you can never be too quick or too good with your movements. I mean, just, uh, just being around uh, I mean, the goalie coach of the Lightning right now and talking to him about Vasilevsky and all the other goalies in the organization, he's always mentioning that you can't be quick, like you can't be too quick. You always have to work on that, and that's what he's working with with his goalies too. So uh, I think I think if you're at the right place when the shot comes, you're, uh, you're going to be in, in good shape to make the save. Gotcha. Thank you. Awesome. I just wanted to get that question out of the way right away, right from the start, Zane. So awesome. Good job. Good, good question. I know I put you on the spot there, but that was, that was fantastic. Let's move into another a save, another save here. Phenomenal, phenomenal save. Okay, so you're looking at a map here of mainly Quebec. And if you see where Montreal is, 10 hours away, 10 hours mainly north north is where Matthew was born in Chandler. And then I think you mentioned, Matthew, that from there when you're about a year old, you moved to Ramouski uh, over there. And that's mainly where you grew up. Yes, uh, that's where I grew up. I think I was one year old when I moved uh, away from Chandler where I was born. Uh, so Rimouski is the city where I grew up and um, I didn't have a chance to play for Rimouski uh, in the queue. The first year in the, in the league, it was my first year, my draft year, but uh, I got drafted in Victoriaville a few picks before them. So, I mean, it would have been cool, but uh, Victoriaville was a great place. Great fit for me too. Got it. And there, there's Victoriaville just for everyone watching down there. That's about what an hour away from Montreal. I think Victoriaville. Yeah, an hour and a half maybe. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And tell us, tell us about this picture and how you got started being a goaltender. Uh, wow. Okay. Well, uh, how did I get started? I think, I think the equipment for me was the thing that, I mean, it was different. Uh, goalies were wearing different gear. I think I was just, uh, attracted by the equipment. And then if you look at this picture, you can, you can see that I'm not that, that young anymore because that gear is old, uh, no collars. Uh, but, but yeah, that's, that's the reason why I started being a goalie and, uh, my dad, I mean, this is one of my first, uh, 
picture as a goalie, but I think a little bit after that, I was playing both at this time because my dad wanted me to be a good skater before uh, I could be a full-time goalie. So for the first couple of years, I was uh, I was playing both, but uh, probably the oldest picture of me or as a, yeah, the oldest picture of me as a goalie. Okay, I love it. That That is a fantastic picture. And I, has anyone ever used a goalie stick? That is the brand. What is that brand? What is that brand called? Arte? Artis, T-I-S. Uh, yeah, back then there was, I mean, there may have been a few NHL players using it, but uh, it was, I think it's a Czech company. Uh, it didn't last long, but uh, I remember that stick it was the first stick and I, I kept it for a long time. Love it. I love it. I love it. Okay. And then this is a few years later. Tell us, what, what team is this right here that you're playing on? And what trophy is that? Oh, I have a feeling I know what it is, but go, go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, uh, this one that was Pee Wee. Uh, I was playing for Montjoly. It's a it's a city of probably twenty minutes from Rimouski because I was kind of not quite in Rimouski. So uh, this is a team I was playing for at that time. Uh, this trophy was uh, I think it was like a big tournament, and I remember the when you made it to the final, you were on on tv like uh, the whole province of quebec could see the final game it was like uh, once a year they would do that and uh and it was it was cool we made the i don't think we had any business being in the finals but we uh we made it and then finals i think we won in the second ulti uh it was a great game it was a good uh i don't know if i still have the footage from that but it was uh, it was cool because people uh like going back to school the monday morning uh, people could see it they could tell they saw the game and talk, talk to me about it so it was cool well, and, and that that whole Quebec Pee Wee tournament, that is, they treat you just like NHL players there. Yeah, so the Pee Wee, uh, Quebec Pee Wee tournament, I, I went the year after. I was for the, actually, I was for playing for Rimouski that year. We didn't do so good. We lost our first game at the big Colise, like you play in the NHL building. Uh, we didn't do so good, but the uh, the experience was great. It was, uh, they call it, they, they say it's the best uh, Pee Wee tournament in the world, and I had a chance to go back probably six years ago, five, six years ago with my son uh, as a coach. And it was, it was a great experience for the kids. And and just to, like, I mean, the kids are signing autographs. They are trading their hockey cards with other teams, they're training, uh, tr- trading pins. And it's it's a great, great tournament, a lot of fun. And uh, it's a lot of good players play in that tournament. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And then from Pee Wee, I think you went into a, uh, a triple a program and then from there you were you were drafted in the in the, the quebec league and, and your team was victoriaville tell us about the transition from from going from minor hockey to the quebec hockey league yeah i'll take it a step uh, back because i think it's important so i left i left home i was 15 to go play a uh, major triple a uh 15 and 16 i played there and uh, one thing is my my first year uh, in uh, it's called it was Jean Pierre uh, Midget Triple A. We had a very very young team, so most of most of the players in that league are sixteen, but I would say three quarter of our team were fifteen. And uh, out of forty four games, we won one game that year, and it was I was not the goalie for that game, so I, I went a full year without winning a game. Uh, it was it was a big challenge. I obviously didn't get uh, drafted in the queue that year, uh, but it turned out to be the best thing because the year after Midget AAA, we had a good team. I won goalie of the year, so I got drafted, I think it was uh, 
third overall. So Luongo was second, and I was third overall. So it's uh, it's a good thing I didn't get drafted the, the year before because I, I was not ready. But uh, it was a good experience, but at the same time, uh, learned a lot from from losing. Not always fun, challenging all the time. But uh, that was my transition from leaving home to go there. Got it. And, and it is, can you see that right here? Is is this it? Nineteen ninety three, ninety four. Right here, uh, yeah, it would have been that one. Yeah, would have been it. Okay, so so yeah, obviously that. So, what's the biggest advice you can give to goaltenders if they're on a team and their stats may not be the best, but that that sometimes is not indicative of their of their performance? What's what's the biggest advice you would give? Goal? I, I think you, you got to make sure your game uh, is good. Uh, obviously, it's a team sport, and you want to you worry about wins, but uh, at that point, I think you want to make sure you're you're playing the right way and you're not uh, starting to cheat because you play for a team like that. I mean, you know, you're getting a ton of scoring chances every game. Uh, you you want to keep like your technique and make sure you do the right things and not starting to cheat and do the wrong thing. And, and I think, I think it's a challenge. It's probably the, the, the biggest challenge and you know, you're going to give up goals, but you you're obviously you're trying to make sure there's no bad goals going against you. Got it. Okay. Fan, love it. Love it. Love it. Okay. Okay. Go ahead. Sorry. I interrupted you. Carry on. Carry on. I just had to ask no, that. That. Was, that was a good question. Uh, so from there, like I said, I got drafted in the first round in Victoriaville. Uh, I got there and I mean, it's a very big step. Like you're, you're in the league where you're going to get drafted to go in the NHL. Like most of, not most, but some of the players get drafted. Uh, so the, time I was 17 and you play against players that are 17 up to 20 year old. So there's a, it's a big difference. Like you're playing against men and like at 17, you're not always ready to be playing against men, but it was a, it's a good, good challenge for me. Uh, first year we didn't do great, but I, I, I was able to have a good, uh, a good season. I think at the end of that season, when I turned 18, I got drafted in Montreal uh Montreal in the second round that year. So uh kind of more like a transition year, I wouldn't say my best year, but uh I was uh was fortunate to, that Montreal gave me a chance and drafted me after that. And then and then I played two more years there. Uh my last year was uh was my best one. I won uh best goalie in the old CHL. So CHL for those who don't know it's the three leagues, the Western Hockey League, the Ontario Hockey League, and the Quebec Quebec League. So the CHL, uh, that year I won the goalie of the year, and I was uh, fortunate enough to represent Canada in the World, uh, World, World Junior Championship. Who were some – do you recall any other prominent goaltenders that were in the CHL at the time, the year that you won the CHL Goalie of the Year? Uh, not so much the year I won it. But I mean, Luongo was in there. He was there because he's a year younger than me. Uh, there was there was good goalies, but like my first year at seventeen and eighteen, like I know in the province of Quebec, like the, there was like probably uh, out of uh, twenty teams, there was probably eight goalies that ended up playing in the NHL. Like there was a lot of good goalies: uh, Jiguer, Denis, uh, Biron. Uh, obviously Luongo, uh, the, I mean, they, they kept on, there was a lot of them and uh, Theodore. So a lot, a lot of good goalies. Uh, but, but the year I won it, I know, uh, I'm not exactly sure who was playing in the OHL and, uh, WHL that year. Got it. You were probably just so dialed in on stopping the puck that 
nothing else mattered. Yeah. Uh, and then you represent Canada in the World Juniors. What's, yes. Yeah. So tell us maybe about the experience, but also the advice that you would have for goaltenders if they are in a similar situation where all of a sudden their they're, they're, they're team's put together pretty quickly and they're going to go and represent Canada. What's the biggest advice you would give to give to players? Yeah, I mean it's 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 a tough one. It's hard because you like you play with players. You, I mean you you meet them. I think I think we had a, a summer camp maybe for a week, but you don't really know the players. And then they pick the team, and then you have like seven ten days to to uh, to to get ready for the tournament. But uh, going back to that year, uh, Canada won uh, the gold medal for. Uh, Five straight years uh, when I came, uh, I came that year. So we had a ton of pressure. Like we were, we had to win the gold, and there was a lot of pressure. So uh, that year we started. I mean, we started the round robin was not really good. I, I personally like had a really, really good tournament. I think the first three, four games I had like two or three shutouts. I, I, I was doing really good. Uh, Luongo was my backup, which which seems weird. But uh, at the time, he was a little younger. So we, we had a really good uh, start. And then we, uh, we finally, uh, in the quarterfinals, we played against uh, Russia. And we lost 2-1 in overtime. So when you lose the, uh, the quarterfinals, uh, so now you're not playing. You're playing for, for spot number 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10. You're not, you don't even stand a chance to, to win. So uh, it was a big, big uh, deception. Like for, for Canada, it was a... It was a failure. We uh, we heard a lot about it when we came back from uh, from Helsinki, Finland that year. Uh, but for me, it was a good experience. Uh, learned a lot out of it. I, uh, it was uh, obviously something that if, I wish if I had a chance to do it again. We I hope we would have won that game. But uh, it was a great experience to represent uh, your country and uh, and and for I mean. For those of you that live in Canada or are from Canada, you know how much uh, well championship is important between Christmas and New Year's Eve. So everybody is watching, a lot of pressure. But uh, I'm very happy uh, I got to represent my country for that one. Well, yeah, and it sounds like so. If you guys had won that game in overtime against Russia, you would have been in the you you, you could have won gold basically, right? It's just, it's just I mean, we we were in the, we would have been in the top four. I'm not sure we would have won gold. Because that year, uh, I mean, you looked at our uh, the goals we scored the whole tournament. I think our best goal scorer had two or three goals. So it was like it was hard to score goals for us. I don't think we had the team to win it, but uh, not making it to the top four was a very big disappointment. Got it. Got it. Okay. Okay. And I guess yeah, I guess there are some victories and losses as a as a pro. Kind of comes with the the territory, so to speak. And so I'm going to ask you something here. So if you look at from the time you were, were peewee and your first year in the National Hockey League, if you could go back, if after your first year in the National Hockey League, you could go back to your younger peewee self, what would what would you tell what would you tell yourself? Uh, I I mean one thing for sure would be uh, I think more like enjoy enjoy every moment you're playing because. Because when you're peewee or even older major triple you know, your goal is to play. Like I mean, you want to play, you, you want to get there, you want to play your first NHL game, but there's so much in between. 
there's so many years that are fun years, uh, years that you meet friends that you learn. And I think, I think it's to take it year by year. You, uh, I can remember being drafted one, like couldn't wait to play my first game, but there was probably like four years in between or even more. Um, so I think it's just enjoy it. And I mean, I wish I knew like you, you get to, you get, you get better, but you also get to know more about the game, more about everything. And, uh, and it's one thing when you start your NHL career, uh, between the first and the last game, there's so much you're learning that once it's all done, you tell yourself, well, I wish I would have known that. Like it was like, like when you're young, sometimes you, you want to do it your way or you just don't know enough about the game. So it's just a, be more aware of things, I think. Okay, got it. Be more aware. And then stepping stepping forward here, if you look at you look at yourself when you raise the Stanley Cup over your head for the for the Pittsburgh Penguins, and now you look back from your first year pro when you were with Fredericton Canadians before you played your first NHL game. What would your excuse me your veteran self here? Go back and tell your younger pro self at the start of your your, your pro career. Uh, I think I think you have to understand that it's a, a long journey. Uh, I mean, some goalies or some players are fortunate they win the cup like early in the career. Like uh, like Cam Ward would be one of them. Like or, uh, Matt Murray. Uh, but it's a long journey. You there's a lot to to learn, and you never know. Like I I. I played 13 years, I think, in the NHL, and I made the playoffs only twice. So uh, you you think like you think it's easy to win it or you, easy to make it to the playoffs, but uh, it it takes it takes a lot. And look at me with the picture with the Stanley Cup. When I was young, uh, I won the Stanley Cup a lot of times in my dreams, or when I was uh, playing the in, in like ball hockey in the streets. But I also like did like. There's ways to win it too. Like I, when I was uh, envisioning winning the Stanley Cup, I was a goalie. I was Mark Andre Fleury making that last save in the last second. I was not necessarily sitting on the bench, but it doesn't like once you raise a cup and you look at that picture, it doesn't matter what you've done. Uh, your name's on it, and you, uh, I mean, you worked hard to get there. So it's, uh, it's not always like when you look at me with the Fredericton jersey. There, I was a young. Uh, goalie uh, promising like future and like you from there you think oh yeah, I'm going to be number one it's going to be not easy but it's all all going to go right but sometimes I mean you have to find your way like uh, if I just didn't keep my options open in a way that if you only like sometimes you have to be a good backup to stay in the league you have to be a good teammate you have to uh, work hard and to get your chance and Sometimes it takes time, but uh, at the end, you're going to get rewarded. Got it. Got it. Love it. Great, great advice. Great advice, sir. And then I'm looking here how, how things can change, like, for the better quickly. In 2004, 2005, you're in the, the American Hockey League. You played 52 games. Obviously, you had, had, a, had a great, uh, looks like you had a great season there. But then the next year, you go from the American Hockey League to being a starter in the national and playing 63 games. That's a lot of games and playing 63 games in the National Hockey League. What was what was a key for you in order to be able to do that? Well that year the reason why I played in the uh 
AHL that year is because it was a lockout year. So uh, oh, okay. Okay. I had just been drafted to, uh, to uh, sorry, traded to LA. And that summer, that's when the lockout started. So they, they offered me to go play in the AHL too, because they were like, you're going to be our number one when it starts, but we want you to play games. We don't want you to waste one year. So they were uh, nice enough to uh, sign me in the uh, AHL. So I got to play, like you said, 15, a lot of games. And then the, the following year, uh, when NHL resumed, uh, I, I had my chance. I played a, played a lot of games. Um, If you look back at it, like it was, the, it was, it's a year I played the most game in uh, the, the, in one season. But you look back at it, uh, I think I was a little. I mean, not that I was young. I was at that time. I was like 26, maybe 25. But I was like, I didn't have much experience in the league, and I kind of wish I had like uh, like a veteran backup with me because you go like you played that many games. There's up to, ups and downs, and Sometimes, like I remember my backup, uh, Jason LaBarbera, that year. Uh, both of us, when the season started, I think we had a total of 45 or 50 NHL games. So we were both young. I think he had played five, five or six and had the rest of them. So when you're young and you go through a, like a stretch where it's harder or when you lose two, three in a row, it's, it's always good to have that, uh, that maybe that older backup that comes and just stabilize, stabilize the game and just like, It gives you a break for a game or two, wins a few games, and then all the all the stress is gone. So this this is a little bit what I went through when I was in LA. Uh, we were two young goalies. I I'm very fortunate I had to play that many games, uh, but it kind of it was it was a big step for me that year. Got it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And and I'm not showing the whole of Matthew's career. There's a lot more years after that the one, but I just wanted to go back through through that journey there. Now you now have three. You have three Stanley Cup rings. Like that. That's pretty. That, that's that's pr pretty darn awesome. Yeah, it is. Uh, I mean, obviously Pittsburgh got one as a player, and then the the Lightning. Well, I'm gonna get my third one on Friday. But um, yeah, Lightning. I was. I'm just fortunate enough to to work with the organization, and we have uh, probably the best owner in sports, uh, Mr. Vinick, who's uh, very. Uh, generous and give all the uh full-time employee uh, a nice Stanley Cup ring so yes I'm gonna get my third one it's uh very fortunate that's great that is awesome well you know what I'm gonna do now now I'm gonna I'm gonna open it up to questions from everyone so I'm gonna take off the screen share and uh and anything else before I open up to questions anything else you want to go over as far as your your journey to the National Hockey League or in the National Hockey League met you No, I think, uh, I mean, I, I love the game of hockey and it's, uh, I mean, it brought me to where I am right now. And it doesn't matter what level you play or what, uh, where you're going to get. I mean, not all of us can make it, but uh, I, I think if you enjoy what you're doing and you're, uh, it's something that keeps you busy, uh, makes you happy, it's, uh, I'm all for it. And, and that's, why, that's why we do it, because we love the game. Love it. Okay, let, let's open it up to questions. Let's open it up to questions. And Jacob, I'm gonna I'm gonna go to you first, my friend. I know that you you, you had a question there, so go ahead. Uh, thanks, Pete. Um, so my question is kind of uh, this year. I don't know if you had an opportunity to watch the premiere game or not, but um, I'm on a struggling team right now. We're very young, so we're trying to um, figure it all out right now. 
And um, I feel like I'm uh, trying to play to the best of my abilities. And you alluded to not cheating and all that kind of stuff. Um, but it's a lot of um, like versus Tampa Bay. I have 36 shots all from the slot. Um, so I'm kind of uh, wondering, and I do have like college teams watching stuff like that. And my stats don't necessarily reflect how I'm playing. So I was wondering, um, also my coach is kind of like, I'm waiting for you to take over the starting job. So I was wondering if you have any advice of how I could kind of um, take that over and be the guy on a struggling team. Yeah, no, I, I totally agree. I, I've seen a little bit of your I, I, I don't think it was you playing, but I've seen your team play a little bit. Uh, I mean, sometimes, like like I said, the year I didn't win a single game was a little bit of what I went through. Uh, I think I think you have to be honest with yourself in a way that look at your game, and you you're gonna know. Like we all know when we make mistakes, when we give up bad goals and everything, and just try to work on the things you need need to work on. Uh, I'm not saying don't play for your team or anything, but you have to like focus more on yourself like okay gave up five goals today one i could have stopped so while well, focus on the one you could have stopped like the four back doors wide open i mean yes it'd be great if you can make the save but i think like take it to a smaller like the worry about the goals you can the, the the saves you can make i mean just making one extra save a night it's going to make a difference like i mean it's a difference between having a 3.5 goal against average and 2.5, just one. So you just have to make one, one more save a game and you're going to be, your stats are going to show. But I mean, scouts, scouts, and they didn't know. I mean, if you're good, you're good. They're going to see you. They obviously it's sometimes it's not the right, right thing. They look at stats a little too much, but, uh, when, when they know you're playing for a team like this, they, I mean, if they go watch you they're they're going to see it. Mm-hmm. I appreciate that. Thank you very much. And I hope uh, uh, you can potentially catch one of our games when I'm down in the Tampa area. I would love to talk love to you. That. For sure. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Awesome. Zane, over to you, my friend. So just uh, was there, I guess, when was the moment where you're like, yeah, I broke into the NHL. Uh, this is my time. And what did you do to prepare for that moment, if anything specific, um, other than what you did on daily routine? Well, um, I think I think when I played my first game is when I realized, oh wow, I'm part of uh, part of the NHL and I can I can I can win. Because I mean, I I finished one game. I was like called up, finished one game, played a little bit in the second or third period. But my first start, uh, I remember, was in Atlanta. And I got a shout out that game. We won like five or six, nothing, but it was a really good game. And when it was all done, I was like, oh, wow, I belong and I, I can play here. But it, it doesn't mean, like, I think every day you have to prove yourself. You have to prove that you can stay there because I was just on a call up. I remember a few weeks after I got sent down. So it's not like sometimes you think you're, you're there, but you're not always there. Like you, you, you still like have to prove yourself every day. Gotcha. Thank you. And then were there certain like uh, things you did preparing for that, for that call up or for that situation where you played your first game? No, I think, I think it's not something that you can like turn the switch on and off. Like I got called up. Okay. Now I have to be good. I think it's, 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 it starts like every morning when you wake up, you have to try to be your best and there's going to be good days. There's going to be bad days, but you always have to push yourself and be honest. Like I said earlier, 
to Jacob, uh, like you're going to make mistakes. You have to realize it's, and it's normal to make mistakes, but you have to learn from that and then try to fix it. And, and I think, I think when you feel good about your game, they could, I mean, you could play at most of the levels and you, you, you'd be good. It's when you start doubting yourself that you can, you can play lower levels and you would play bad. So it's, it's all like goalies is mostly, I mean, your technique, your, the way you play is always be there, but the way you prepare your mental uh, approach or your self-confidence is what's going to make the difference. Yeah, totally makes sense. Thank you. Awesome. Awesome. Okay. Over to Carl Stankowski. Hey, Pete. Sorry. Um, I have to head out to a team event. Thank you for having me. Um, Matthew, I hope to see you in Tampa. Thank you very much for uh, coming on. Thank you. Good luck for the rest of your season. Thank you very much. All right. Okay. Go ahead. Carl Stankowski, go ahead, my friend. Hey, Matthew, uh, I just had a question about uh, um, consistency. Do you have any advice or tips on staying consistent for a long period of time throughout the season? Yeah, I mean, it's a very good question because it's something like if I look back at my career, like I don't think like I, I could it could be hot or could be cold. So I, I think it's you, you want to try to stay mo- mostly in the middle. Uh, I think I think when you're playing good, it's uh, you're trying to like like retain the feeling okay that's that's how i felt like that's how it felt to play good and then and when you you get to a, a like a through a tough patch or you're you you feel like you're not playing good you're not confident it's to try to go back to that feeling okay when i was playing good like what was i doing like uh was i worried about every shot or was, was i just playing and having fun so it's more like trying to get out of your head and focus more on just doing the, the little details, like not trying to, not trying to look at the big picture. Oh, okay. If I give up another goal while well, my coach may be pulling me, or if I lose again, I probably won't play next game. So it's more trying to get the feeling when you, we all know the feeling when we're on a roll, like we went two, three games, everything same seems easy. Well, it's just trying to go back to that where, you didn't you weren't probably worrying too much about all the stuff around around the game just worry about you playing the game yeah thank you that's awesome advice you're welcome excellent ella go ahead um yeah i was just like wondering what your mindset was towards playing like in a league or on a team with like big names and established goalies i guess like how did you view your competition uh, sometimes it was hard. I mean, you, goalies or players like you play, I don't know, you play against Ovechkin, you like, you seem to want to worry too much about him, but I mean, there's also a uh, 19 other players that want to score on you. And it was the same with goalies too. I played with or against really good goalies. Uh, I remember playing against Marty Brodeur and thinking, wow, I'm going to look, going to look bad or, but at the end of the day, it doesn't matter what that goalie or that player is doing in their game if you're not playing your game you're not going to be successful so i think sometimes we like as as a player we try to like we forget a little bit about this but uh it doesn't matter who shoots on you you still have to stop it yes you have to scout and know i mean you know if it's a where he's going to shoot you know stuff like this but 
we uh sometimes it's hard to like i remember for me joe sackett you you guys are probably most of you too young to remember that but joe sackett had a really really good wrist shot and i knew every time he was coming it was going to go high glove and he would score every time so i think it, at this point it was me almost playing like that was probably my worst enemy at this time like i knew okay he's gonna shoot i love like he worried too much about it and he would he would always score on me thank you you're welcome that was great i'm not sure i played against joe in the western hockey league so just so you know the same thing happened to me i'm not the only one okay good Okay, uh, Colby, over to you. Colby, over to you. Um, I got two questions here. Um, do you speak French? I do speak French. Um, and what was the most challenging part? Like, hey, hey Colby, I, I, ask him a question in French. Ask him a question in French. Oh gosh. Um, um, qu'est-ce que c'est le um, um, les choses les plus uh, difficiles de être dans le NHL? So he's asking, what's the hardest thing uh, to be in the NHL? Uh, hardest thing is that, uh, well, now there's 32 teams. So you, there's 64 goalies, probably the 64 best in the world. But there's probably a couple thousand that want your job. And uh, every day, you got to prove yourself. I mean... Unless you're a superstar, I think you can like, you can get away with a few bad games, but still, you're, you're going to hear about it. But if you're not in the top 10, 15 goalies, it's hard because there's always someone new. They draft a new guy. You can trade for, for, a guy, for somebody else. So it's, uh, it's hard to, uh, to stay there, I think. It's, uh, it's one thing to play a game, play a year, but to, to do it for 5, 10... 15 years, it's it's probably the toughest thing. Okay, thank you. Bienvenue. Merci. Anthony, go ahead. So, what event in your life do you think impacted you as a goalie the most? What event? Uh, wow, good question. Uh, well, if you look at positive event, obviously winning the Stanley Cup probably is the best uh, best thing in my that happened to me in my career. But uh, event would be I don't know. Uh, playing my first game was uh, was like a eye opener. I think like no like knowing that I can play in the league and because you because you you get drafted, you play in the minors, you know you're supposed to be the the guy or the next the next goalie in the organization but when you play your first game and you you play good enough or you win it uh, I think it's uh, it's when you realize that okay I belong and I can be part of that league okay thank you you're welcome awesome awesome anyone else anyone have any any more questions and and by the way guys the main reason for doing this I really want you guys to get to know about you so any other questions that you have anything at all just like we're in just treat this just like we're in the same room together sitting around a, a fire or something like that right like a fireplace type type chat any other questions just feel free to to speak up and, and go ahead and while while we're waiting uh Matthew, I'm gonna ask you a question what was the funniest Maybe like the funniest practical joke you ever saw played, whether you played it on someone or you saw someone else played it uh, in in the National Hockey League. What, what what would you say? What was like one of the funniest funniest times, funny experiences? 
Uh, okay, well, I have a couple. Let me uh, let me start with uh, Marc Andre Fleury. Uh, uh, Marc Andre was my roommate uh, when I played in Pittsburgh, and um, and he was. I mean, we've all heard about about him, how funny he is, and how great he is for teammates. And I remember it was in. We were in Detroit Stanley Cup Finals. I don't know if it was Game One or Two, uh, but. Uh, we were trying to take a nap before the game, and uh, I mean, there, there was a lot of uh, Red Wing fans in the on the same floor, and next door to us, they were really loud. So, at some point before we uh, we left to go to the game, Mark Andre was a little frustrated with them, so he uh, he filled the uh, uh, the garbage bin full of water, and he went and leaned it under under door, and he knocked at their door and came back quick in our room. So when they opened their door, like the water, like the water fell on their, on their feet. So they were a little frustrated, but they didn't know where he was coming from. Probably the goalie they were going to cheer against uh, that night. And uh, another one I remember when they ca- first came up with um, uh, the one piece, the, the sticks, like the player sticks, uh, like uh, empty in the middle. Because we when when I started, it was like wooden stick. It was full, but. Uh, Doug Gilmore, you guys probably don't remember him, but he was also a funny, funny player. He uh, removed the the butt end of the of the stick and he filled it with water. And he went to uh, to one of our um, equipment trainer and he said, uh, "There's something wrong with my my curve." So he, he pulled it up in the air like this, and all the water sprayed on the one of our trainers. So it was a you would either do that or uh, use a saw cut the player's stick and then they would get on the ice, take a snapshot and the stick while the sticks were, would break all the time. So it was, uh, we, I've seen a lot and it's, it's probably one of the things that I miss the most about uh, playing uh, in a team or well, NHL or any league it's to be around, uh, around teammates and have fun like this. Yeah. Yeah. That, those are, those are great. How, how, um, like your, your relationship with Mark Henry flurry and just like, I guess goalie partners in, in general, um, how do you, how do you, how do you make that work and still compete? You know what I mean? Like make, make that work, make the goalie partnership work, but still, you're still competing for, for the same job as well too. How do you, t- tell us a little bit about that. Well, my uh, relationship with, with him was great, or I should say is great. We're still talking and texting once in a while. Uh, I mean, it's easy. It's hard not to like this guy. He's, uh, he's probably the easiest uh, teammate that could. A partner you can you can have like he's uh he knows uh he, like some 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 goalies or some partners sometimes are uh, a little jealous or they're trying to there's a lot of competition but uh, with them it was uh, very easy i mean i think i think for me when i like when i was younger with a younger goalie uh sometimes you feel a little bit more competition but at some point you know like if you're the backup, I mean, yes, you you want to play great and get your starts and push the number one goalie to get better to be better. But uh, you know your role, and I think uh, I think everybody is nice with everybody. I've I've had maybe one or two that it was a little bit more complicated. They they wouldn't they didn't like it when I was uh, playing too good uh, behind them. But overall, I think uh, I think uh, it's it's good to have a good relationship with your with a goalie partner. Okay, fantastic, fantastic, <laughs> guys. Any, any other any other questions? Last chance, last chance for questions. Um, I got another one, Pete. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. 
Uh, Mathieu, who was your like greatest idol growing up? Uh, it was Patrick Waugh. Uh, Patrick Waugh was, uh, was, I mean, growing up in Quebec City, close to Montreal or Rimouski, Quebec City around there. Uh, obviously, the Montreal Canadiens were big, and it was uh, it was back in the days where Montreal were winning cups and always had a great team. So, uh, him being French Canadian, one of the first playing butterfly, and we, we kind of came from a lot of French Canadian goalies came after him. So it was uh, it was always my uh, my idol growing up, and I, I got a chance to to meet him a few times after for sure, and and then. Towards the end of my career, when I still had a house uh, back in Quebec City, he uh, ended up, he, he was my neighbor. So I didn't see much of him, but it was cool that he was my neighbor. Awesome. Any other questions? Any other questions? Anything else you want to cover or go over at all, Matthew? No, I think I think we went. Uh, I mean, I don't think about anything else, but I'm more than happy to take questions or. Yeah, um, I mean, maybe I, I have one more for you. So, so when you were playing in minor hockey and and even in junior, were there some players and not necessarily goaltenders, but some players uh, that you know maybe they had a lot of they were really really good, but they did not advance. To where you advanced to were there were there some that you saw for, for some reason they just didn't advance to where you advanced to uh, you know sometimes you see guys that are super skilled um tell us about that oh yeah there's a lot of them i mean growing up there's always uh there's always a few kids that were like super talented super good and and then you always see i mean i'm gonna talk about players players like you see them they're pee they're really good and then they go Bantam or next level, and now there's body check, and those kids disappear. There's, there's there's always something. So sometimes, like the kids are 13 year old, they're fully grown. They play against kids that are not grown. Like it, there's, there's, at that, I think between the age of whatever 12 and 16, 18, there's so much changes that go. Like we go through so much changes. We get bigger. We get taller. And we get more mature. There's a lot of uh, things that change, and it's not always the best players that make it. I, I know I've like I've played with or against goalies that were way better than me that never, never made it. And and I like the the, the way I like to uh, to see it is that for me, I think my talent brought me to the NHL and my hard work. But the the reason why I stayed there was. I mean, everybody's talented at that point. Everybody's good. I think it's it's my work ethic. I was uh, working hard. I didn't give my coaches or my teammates a chance to say that I was a chance for them to like, take me out of the lineup or tell me that I was not working hard. So I think I think when you show up to practice and you work hard and you prove it day in day out uh, that that you you're willing to put in put on the, the good work. I think I think you don't give them a chance. And that's, that's what kept me in the NHL for sure. Outstanding. Outstanding. Well, that was fantastic. Matthew. I, I cannot thank you enough for coming on here. That was super valuable for, for everyone. It was, it was, it was a pleasure having you on. It was a lot of fun as well too. And we're definitely going to have you on again in the future. If, if uh, you'll, you're if you'll more on. than welcome. It was fun. And to all of you goalies, uh, good luck in your career. Good luck in your season. And 
make sure you like take it one one day at a time, one save at a time. You don't you don't want to look too much uh, ahead. Thanks, Pete. Thank you much, Pete. Thanks, guys. Make make it a powerful one. Have a great one. Thank you, guys. Thank you.